Pandora makes it easy for you to find your favorite music. Discover new artists and genres by selecting any song or album and we'll make you a personalized station for free. Download on the Apple App Store or Google Play and enjoy the soundtrack to your life. Want to connect with a family member who doesn't speak your language? Then check out the language learning program Rosetta Stone on desktop or as an app. Rosetta Stone is designed to immerse you in the language you're learning through an intuitive process. Plus, the True Accent feature even gives you feedback on your pronunciation. And with a lifetime membership, you have access to all 25 offered languages. Get started today. Visit rosettastone.com backslash pod 50 to get 50% off your lifetime membership now. That's rosettastone.com backslash pod 50 for 50% off. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Everybody loves a lover. I'm a lover. Everybody loves me. Anyhow. So let's do the, this is going to be a new installment of number one world famous beloved podcast in bed with Nick and Megan. But first we're doing a prequel to this episode Okay. with Stephanie, but you don't know who Stephanie is yet. Stephanie doesn't exist to our dear listener quite yet because we're not going to, we haven't introduced her. Okay. She's coming in the episode, but she's also in the prequel. So mm-hmm. it's like you're in the future yeah, in the prequel. Trippy. It's weird. Um, Stephanie, please tell us what you said about Marianne Williamson um, just a moment ago. Mm. I went to go see her speak in um, a house. She was doing uh, house benefits in Malibu. And my sister had never seen her speak before. And you know how when she speaks, it's very um, invigorating and enlivening. (laughs) <laughs> and so my sister got very excited and went up, grabbed a microphone, and was professing her love to Marianne Williamson and crying. And she never cusses, but for some reason she started cussing and getting angry about the world. And um, Marianne stopped her and said, I love what you're saying. I love the sentiment. How old are you? And my sister was like 32 at the time. And so... She responded with 32, and Marianne was like, you're too old to be cussing. Nobody's going to take you seriously. See, I can't, no, I'm not going to be able to stop thinking of that for the rest of my life, because <laughs> I say fuck every other mm. word, and I love it. Well, yeah. F-bombs. I, I mean, uh, be free with everything, including your language. But I, I had a guy come up to me, and I saw this on social media, too, recently. A guy came up to me at the airport and said you know, recognized me and said, I'm a fan. And he said, you know, I can't imagine you saying fuck. Like, do you ever swear? (laughs) This is cracked up. I was like, uh, yeah, I swear all the time, including on a great percentage of recordings. Like if, I mean, on network television, no, you're not going to hear me say the F word. 
but or anybody every other fucking place my friend <laughs> that's um yeah it's it's a weird thing I, I i often i really don't understand people's problem with with saying you know quote-unquote dirty words if mm. they're not hurtful to another person if they're not racial slurs or directed hurtfully at another person who cares and people who think that their children can be protected from that every two-year-old yeah has completely mastered motherfucker sure. i'm sorry but <laughs> it's just a fact you can't everybody knows all the words well it's it's that sense that backward sensibility it's uh, so weird we've decided that these words are bad you know, Fanny means your butt here, but if you say Fanny in the UK, you'll get arrested. Right, because it means the ladies sitting, the reproductive the parts. It's to me, it's the same mentality as um, school systems that have a celibacy only policy, where you're like, if you if you swing to Puritanism, then you're just going to end up with a bunch of kids that are really embarrassed because they've had sex and they're not. You know, they're not going to be open to getting help or, like, making sure they're making healthy choices. So instead of giving out condoms, you just say, no, just don't do it. Mm. It's like prohibition. Like, okay, everybody, drinking's illegal now. <laughs> there, that should fix it. But there's something, too, that it is called a bad word that makes it more fun to say. Mm-hmm. Like, if we all just right. were, if it was just accepted, then it's it wouldn't true. be quite as fun. Yeah. It's true. exciting. I know. To drop the bombs. Because I, I say it a lot, and I always know that I'm saying it when I say <laughs> it. Pretty much. Mm. Um, all right, that has been the prequel to cool. this cool prequel. incredible episode of the Smash Hit podcast, In Bed with Nick and Megan. All it, right. it was like a cold open. The title of this episode is Freestyle. Mm. And here is the beautiful jingle that Stephanie and I have wrote, and we'll now sing for you. One, two, three. Freestyle! Freestyle. <laughs> we didn't rehearse that. Cool. We just did it. Wow. I feel, like I, came, music. I, f- I feel like I came in a little later than you guys. I couldn't hear your part. Yeah, let's try it again. Let's hear it with your harmony, Nick. Okay. A one, a two, a one, two. Freestyle! Freestyle. <laughs> it's a new okay. way of harmonizing still, where you just say it right after I still I mean we can use that <laughs> it was, I was still a little behind okay so a freestyle episode is an episode where we freestyle we don't have a topic we just oh. talk about whatever the fuck we want I see I it. used the F word you did good thing we did that prequel alright so I like freestyle Nick, this is, uh, as I said this is the beloved smash hit podcast internationally beloved, called In Bed with Nick and Megan, starring Nick Offerman, featuring Megan Mullally, and now starring our sidekick, Stephanie Hunt. Our trusty sidekick. Stephanie! Welcome, Stephanie. It's so nice to have a sidekick. So let me tell you a little bit about Stephanie, since she is going to become your new best friend, dear listener, Stephanie is my band partner in the band Nancy and Beth. She lives half the time in Los Angeles, half the time in Austin, from Austin, Texas. Mm-hmm. Grew up there. The capital of Texas. She is an incredible musician, songwriter, singer, everything else. She's got 
Incredible record coming out under her musical name, Buffalo Hunt. She's gonna be big! Also uh, an accomplished actress. And an Very accomplished talented. actress, that's right. Nick is her agent. <laughs> She's available, deals, uh, agent. offers only. That's right. Um, you heard. Mm -hmm. I love that. Yeah, so she's our sidekick. I call Stephanie the human Xanax. Let's see if you feel the same. Mm. All right, so we're going to talk about whatever we want today because that is our right. Freestyle. Oh, now. Now. That was good. That was good. It just took you having some space. Stick around. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right, so. You can also call me a little sneaky. Well, like you know, I meant to that. say that. So, Stephanie's nickname is Little Sneaky. Mm -hmm. My nickname is Pussy Drama. And Nick doesn't have one yet. We have to come up with your rap name, honey, because we mm. haven't ever done that. You don't want one? Buck Justice. You know, we'll, we'll keep it. We'll, we'll take it under consideration. Okay. Okay, but we'll come up with a special one. And we'll, we'll we don't want it. We, we're going to make a big deal of it. We're not just going to, like, lob it out right now. Okay. Right. It takes time. It does take time. Mm -hmm. It took us months. Yeah. And mm -hmm. one day it was just there. Once we once we are in the right mind space. About the sponge. <laughs> <laughs> the sponge. Tree frog. It just makes me oh. think of those vaginal sponges, contraceptive yeah, sponges. Terrible. Those don't work. Tricky. Should we talk about contraception? Let's just say contraception is the first, you know, yeah. subtopic of our freestyle. Freestyle. Podcast. You know what my favorite kind of contraception? Mm. Freestyle. <laughs> um, that'll keep you safe. Oh, man. I will frogs. say that when Nick and I first got together, he wouldn't hear of using a condom. Mmm. Didn't even. Oh, did you did you heavily push them? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> it seems like an important no. element. Like a I didn't. <laughs> no. I I was able to sort of circumvent a lot of that. Mm hmm Somehow. Don't try that at home. Um, Risky. What 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 con contraception is good? Do we like prophylactics? Abstinence. Abstinence. Yay. No, just don't do it. No. It's terrible. <laughs> it's the worst. Just don't do it. Mm. Uh, you can have male contraceptives now. I mean, they can. They have the pill for dudes now. Really? Yeah. Well, it's about time. God, that only took until now. You guys are not into a contraceptive foam? Like a moose? Um... Maybe not. You know what I used for a long time was a diaphragm. Mm. And one time my best friend from college, and this was after college, this is when we were in our late 20s, uh, came to Los Angeles and she was having an affair with a married actor who was famous. And she was going to have a rendezvous with him. And she asked me if I, she could borrow my diaphragm. And I loaned it to her. <laughs> oh. So, was that but, the only person you loaned your diaphragm to? It was, okay. but I will say that uh, there was a little heartbreak. He canceled the rendezvous last minute, and so she didn't use my diaphragm. But I was fully prepared and on board with her using it. Hmm. Mm. 
It had a case and everything. <laughs> a case. I don't think that was gonna like protect me from whatever unguents would mm -hmm. be stuck to my diaphragm after the fact. But can you boil a diaphragm? I don't think so because it's made of rubber. It would just melt. Tricky. I wasn't worried about it. I think I was just gonna rinse it and pop it in. You can boil it. You can fry it. But however you cook it. It's still really chewy. <laughs> Put a little of that foam on it, though, and then it yeah. really comes to life. Um, there's that. The, 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 what was the other thing? The coil or the spring? Or oh, the... God. Um, yeah, copper coils you can oh. get in there. Gosh. Copper IUD. coils? IUD. IUD, sure. That doesn't It sound... lives in there. I have a friend who almost died from an IUD. Yeah, because sometimes that puncture something in there. Well, it... You don't want that. Yeah, it did a weird thing. This is thing. gross. Yeah, this is tricky. Yeah. This is getting too gross. I'm starting to feel Sorry. queasy. Copper. Let's, uh, let's jump over to uh, arts and crafts. No, not yet. <laughs> we started with contraception. Let's talk about Let's segue sex. smoothly into glue. No. Glue. Wood glue. Is Sex, that... the glue of any marriage. <laughs> okay. When I think back, all I can think of is sex. It's all you remember from it's your past? It's all I remember from my whole past. It makes sense. I see everything in a chronological order of sex. So there's a lot of history there? Yeah. It's good. <laughs> in terms of uh, propagating the species, isn't that really the only thing that matters? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, I guess I'm pretty deep. Sex and murder. Murder? Why murder? Where does that come into it? Well, that's, that affects the species score if you're helping to create people or also erasing people. That has to be taken into account, <laughs> is all I'm saying. <laughs> Two parts of an equation? Yeah. Oh, gosh. The scales of life. All right, um, Stephanie, when are you going to get a dog? I was actually thinking about that yesterday. But you've got to figure out, are you going to stay and keep living in Austin? Probably for a while. Yeah. I want a Dalmatian. I want a you big do? Dalmatian. Cute. That's, that's my dog, a big, tall Dalmatian. Yeah. Have you spent time with a Dalmatian? Uh-huh. You don't like Dalmatians? No, I just, whenever They're... whenever somebody says they want to get a big dog, I, I always want to make sure that they are familiar with... How it is. Yeah, big dogs, you got to walk, you got to take those dogs to the dog park. They're a commitment. I feel like I need a hours ranch a day. before I get my Dalmatian. Oh, so this so is a long range It might plan. be a long range. Also, thing. I don't want to be racist, but um, the, I have heard that Dalmatians aren't particularly smart. Hmm. Really? Yeah. I thought they were very smart. Mm. Don't, co don't come off as racist because someone might elect you to office. But, um... <laughs> it's nice to have a sidekick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, I, since we're talking about uh, bringing pets into one's life, which is mm. something I highly encourage, we have prospered greatly from all the love we've shared with our dogs over the years. Yeah. Um, I really encourage people to rescue their animals mm -hmm. rather than 
go through supporting puppy farms and paying exorbitantly for crappy ass pedigree it's, dogs. It's a, it's a quandary. I agree. But then again, yeah, I guess if you didn't support the puppy mills, they'd go out of business. Yeah. I also, I always think that, but who is going to take the little puppies that are out there right now from puppy mills? It's a tough one. So you're saying you want all those puppies to just die and then... Look, <laughs> there are cultures in which puppies are considered a delicious entree. <laughs> and there, there's a lot of hungry people. Mm. No, we're not... Nobody that we know is eating puppies. Mm. We had a so, neighbor barbecue a puppy. You had a what? A neighbor barbecue a puppy. No, what? My dad wrote a song about it. When you were growing up? Mm hmm Stop it. I wasn't there. My dad walked over and then was <clears throat> very shocked. So he didn't tell us, but then wrote this song. Wait a minute. I need more details. So who were the neighbors? They were not directly next door to us. It was a family like eight houses How down. How many kids? Uh, I don't think they had kids. It was a couple? It, yeah, it was just a couple. How old? Uh, they were older, like approaching 70. Wait, wait, wait. We're, okay, we're, is this in Austin? Uh-huh. Okay, so wait. Your father walks down to their house, eight houses down. Uh-huh. And are they barbecuing? Uh-huh, and he's like, oh, okay. And, and was the puppy on a spit or just on the grill? In the song, it's, it's on a spit. <laughs> wait, okay. First of all, where do they get the puppy? It, I think it was roadkill. Hmm. <laughs> Were you that living in poverty? I was not. I was not. This was, a, you know, it was a house in the suburbs. So why? Okay, I guess if it's roadkill, you didn't have any options, but there wouldn't be a lot of meat on a puppy. Well, it's just a little They didn't puppy. want to waste anything. Let me jump in here. <laughs> just bear with me. If it's roadkill, is there a possibility that this was another small what mammal? What voice are you using right now? <laughs> this is the this is dog investigator. This is my, my field and stream voice. Now bear with me. This is your Rick Offerman. Is there a possibility that this is another small mammal that might be considered more palatable in this society to consume? A raccoon, say, or a, a, a squirrel. You mean, are we sure it was a, a puppy? And, or a rabbit. And, yeah. and it, Do we know? it was a dog. Could, could this elderly couple have been pulling your dad's leg and saying, you want to join us? We've got a, a nice puppy on the, on the barbecue. And your dad did not understand the sense of humor and left horrified. I, I don't think I so. I feel like he, yeah. Didn't, did he just, I, they didn't say, look at our puppy that we're eating. They were eat. proud of it. Oh, they said it? Mm-hmm. Oh, mm. God. Wait, okay, so what was my other, I had another burning question. Um. Oh, so they were proud of it. They didn't try to hide it. No. They were proud of it. Oh God, this is the grossest podcast ever. I'm sorry. Were they? Uh, was there any kind of basting or sauce going on? Do you know if there was a marinade? I know that they had sides. 
baby well, now we, Okay, so we, the, <laughs> the, the salad. bottom line is we have to hear the song. Yeah, it's true. So you're going to have to I have your just, dad send it. Yeah, I will. It tells the whole story. Mm. He's... <laughs> Of the of the invite allegedly coming in, is and it then, like a country song? Yeah, it's like we got potato boom, potato salad does make it seem a little more realistic. Yeah, to eat the puppy. Yeah, they go through the list of all the things, and then it says, "And poor old puppy's on the barbecue." <laughs> God. And that song wasn't a hit? Well, in my family it was. <laughs> Listen. Man. The Lord said that all of these beasts of the field are for us to use um, as we see fit. Mm. That's a direct quote from the book of Ephesians. Uh, Afle- 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 mm. I think chapter 17. <laughs> Oh, gosh. All right. Well, Deep. that's the pets topic that we just covered. So um, I have thought about Contraception, barbecued puppies. What else is there? I mean, that's pretty much it. There's the, the big three and then sports. And death. Right. Finding the music you love shouldn't be hard. That's why Pandora makes it easy to explore all your favorites and discover new artists and genres you'll love. Enjoy a personalized listening experience simply by selecting any song or album, and we'll make a station crafted just for you. Best of all, you can listen for free. Download Pandora on the Apple App Store or Google Play and start hearing the soundtrack to your life. Want to connect with a family member who doesn't speak your language? Then check out the language learning program Rosetta Stone on desktop or as an app. Rosetta Stone is designed to immerse you in the language you're learning through an intuitive process. Plus, the True Accent feature even gives you feedback on your pronunciation. And with a lifetime membership, you have access to all 25 offered languages. Get started today. Visit rosettastone.com backslash pod 50 to get 50% off your lifetime membership now. That's rosettastone.com backslash pod 50 for 50% off. Uh, since um, <clears throat> since you're our sidekick, I asked Nick this question earlier, and I'll ask you, give me three highlights from zero to 18 <clears throat> years of age. First three things that come to your head, come into your head. So I guess they're not necessarily highlights, but I think if they come into your head right away, maybe they are oh. automatically. Right. Weird. The first thing that popped in my head is Battle of the Bands when I was... A freshman in high school. I didn't even compete. (laughs) (laughs) That's the weird part. That's the weird part. I don't remember being extremely happy, but uh, there was a sense of I could do anything and like, don't fuck with me. Mm -hmm. I didn't care that I was just a freshman. Mm -hmm. I'm remembering walking around the courtyard of my high school like these bands. <laughs> Some reason that's a highlight. I love it. Because um, you're feeling your power. Yeah, feeling the power. I had super long hair. It was like there. Mm. Right? Yeah, I uh, had that. With the record show that our sidekick, Little Sneaky, indicated her waist region. Yes. For, okay. To denote the length of her hair. That's Thank true. you. Forgot for all those listeners out there. Yeah. Um, zero to 18 is what you said. Mm-hmm. Okay. My third year old birthday party. It's my first memory. Your three year old birthday Yeah, party? sorry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My, when I turned three, 
It was a tea party. It was hmm. great. It was great. It was... Um, Do you remember it very vividly? I remember where it was in the house. Where was it? It was in this little sunroom that used to be outside that we had turned into an inside part of the house. Mm -hmm. Did I visit plants. that house? No. You saw Karen's house. Oh, okay. Which also, I grew up in that house. When you when you turned three and had this tea party, were there any meats on the menu that day? I don't think so. Okay. I see where you're going with that. Um, well. <laughs> All right, what's the third? Mm. Okay. Okay. It's um, the first time I went and cut a record when um, in my first band called The Sugar Peas, mm. fourth grade. Cute. We did exclusively um, Dixie Chicks covers. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. And we mm. went to the mall where you can choose your song and then sing on top of it. And we all did Dixie Chick songs. It was very fun. It was life changing. Wow, that sounds good. I'm getting all right, a, that's a little color. I'm getting a yeah, great sort of vibe from imagining Austin, which is a city that we love. It's really fun. It's very supportive of the arts. There's a really rich film and music culture there and theater. And so to imagine the young upstarts of Austin. Do, having a battle of the bands at school does seem like a, a very badass atmosphere, mm -hmm. rife with attitude and talent. Mm -hmm. And and also um, misconceptions. <laughs> Isn't it interesting how memory, <clears throat> memory works? Um, uh, oh, I can't think. Um, the New Earth, the guy who Eckhart wrote Tolle. Eckhart Tolle. He talks about that a lot, that you, people have, each person has their story. So we have decided, we've called through our memories and we've decided what our story is, the story that we are telling every day in our lives, the story we're continuing, we're adding on to. And when something goes wrong, it, it doesn't fit into our story. And but it is, it is interesting to me how, why we remember the things we remember, you know, and how weird, what, how, what a weird feeling it is when you're with another person and they say, oh my God, I remember that time you, and then they tell this crazy story about you that you have no memory of at all. And mm -hmm. it's become part of their story. Like you are part of their story. And you don't even remember it. That that kind of thing always surprises me. It's like you can somehow never imagine people talking behind your back. And when you find out that they have or they are, it's so jarring. Because even though we constantly talk about other people mm -hmm. behind their backs. I Listen, I did not say, if you're referring to our breakfast conversation, I, I don't even remember talking to those guys <laughs> and I'm positive that I did not use the term um, ungraceful <laughs> so he, Jeff is full of shit alright thanks but like why why do we remember the specific things we remember mm. 
and why i mean i i have crazily early memories i remember being baptized when i was 18 weeks old wow which is ridiculous i don't even know what that i don't even know what that means that i remember that but what do you remember about it i remember it so specifically too um so my parents carried me up the steps of the church and then we took a right into the nave and there was a marble baptismal font and they put me down they laid me down in the font and it was cold and then um and i was totally fine and then the priest came in and he was he leaned over me and he had this big red ruddy face and he said okay i'm gonna sprinkle some water on your forehead i don't want you to cry and i remember thinking you know what i had no intention of crying until you said that but guess That's, what's gonna happen that sounds really familiar gonna be crying mm. momentarily and so he sprinkled the water and then i just decided to start screaming I, and then my parents picked me up and took me out of the church and on the way out going down the stairs there was another couple with the baby coming up the stairs and the woman was wearing a yellow dress what oh my gosh your memory You're like an elephant but i'm not because i can't remember it's only sex besides <laughs> that. a ton of other stuff but I remember that, and just sex, yeah, just that and sex, yeah. A, you still do that. I mean, when I say something like, okay, honey, I'm going to serve you a piece of this lasagna. You're I don't like, want you to cry. I wanted puppy. And you scream. Here's the, here's the other thing that I just realized, though. Let's find out what church that is, because I would love to bang you in that baptismal phone. What? Let's go there. Making new memories. I'll wear a yellow dress. No. I know what you like. No. <laughs> you no. were talking about memories the other day, and I was trying to. I, I always fall way short. Like you, you remember a lot more than I do, and more succinctly. But I do remember. I think the first thing, and I always get mixed up with like, what can I remember versus. What, what have I made a movie of because people mm. told me about? Mm -hmm. But I remember um, my mom and dad uh, have always had a, a huge garden. Um, my dad especially is very prolific. Uh, he has an incredible green thumb. But when I, when I was, you know, age zero through five, we lived, they rented this farm down the road from where we eventually had our own house. And they had this beautiful garden. And I remember um, I used to, my mom would lose track of me in the house and she would find me out sitting in the middle of the strawberry patch eating all the strawberries off the... Aww. And I, rem I remember the taste that the strawberries had a slight, you could taste the dirt because they hadn't been washed. Mm. And that dirt was delicious. And uh, ever since then, I've been crazy about roadkill. So, is that your earliest memory? How, how old do you think you are? I think what? so. I think probably three or four. Mm -hmm. So, they're first memories, but then I'm, all, I'm just so interested in all the things that we've, all the weird, seemingly random things that we remember and the millions of things that we forget. Mm -hmm. I mean, we forget people. Sure. 
people that we knew, that we were friends with, that we had our relationship with, gone. Conversations. Converse, oh, yeah, almost every conversation, gone. That's why everyone should do what we're doing right now and record Document all their boring lives in a podcast. Yeah. And then listen Amazing. to it Yeah. on repeat. Yeah, when I, when I was writing my first book, uh, I contacted some of my best friends from college to sort of uh, corroborate certain stories that I remembered. And um, I had a dinner in Chicago with a handful of my, of, like, my pals. And, and I said, I want to run through a couple of these stories to make sure I got it all right for this book. And um, also, if you guys have any other stories. And they proceeded to tell me these stories <laughs> where I said, I, like, and they were, you know, like fun, ribald, you know, 19-year-old drunk college stories. Mm -hmm. And I, I just had absolutely no memory of them. Wow. I was like, I don't kind know. Kind of scary in a weird way. Yeah, I mean, it's all disconcerting. I, I guess. smoked three eight-foot bongs, and I have no idea why I can't remember what happened for the rest of the night. <laughs> and as a, speaking of smoking a bong, um, the last time I did that, I was in the company mm. of Little Sneaky. Mm. That's me. We had some Nancy and Beth shows in San Francisco, and. Uh, this was a few. This was a few years ago, like at the beginning of the band when we first started the band, and we hadn't sold. We hadn't sold the. We had like three. How many shows did we have? Like three yeah, shows. Three, three nights. nights three nights of shows, and we had only sold um, like a third of the tickets. And so Stephanie and I took to the streets. We got all dressed up mm -hmm. with our tambourines. With our tambourines, and, and we so. went down to the Castro. Because I was like, look, I used to play Karen on Mullen Grace, so come on, gays, come see me sing. So um, we went down there, and we stood on the corner, and we sang songs in harmony, and we banged on our tambourines. And then I was just, like, jumping in front of people saying, I played Karen on Mullen Grace, and then finally, like, some... Gay guy was like, well, come into this club. And so we went into a club. He was a promoter. He was a promoter. Mm -hmm. Okay. And we got to get on the mic for a second. Oh, yeah, that's right. Mm -hmm. We did sell a lot of tickets. We, yeah, it worked. We had a we lot sold out the of shows. trans people in the audience. We did some drag queens. Yeah. <clears throat> so um, then we were getting ready to leave, and this guy said, do you want to come up to my apartment and smoke some pot? And Stephanie at that time was like, all pot all the time. Mm -hmm. 420 forever. <laughs> so we, he happened to live directly above the venue that we were standing right in front of. And so we went up to his apartment and we, we just walked in and took like a right into a bedroom and sat down and he pulled out a bong that was shaped like a penis and balls. It was, it was like a china bong. Uh-huh. Like a pottery bong. Yeah. It was like 13 inches. Okay. By China, you mean porcelain, <laughs> not uh China, yes. Yeah, no, not from China. Right. right. Uh, made from, made of... Like fine China. China. Yeah. yeah, fine China. Can, sorry, can I ask real quick? Uh, so I assume that the head of the penis mm -hmm. is the business end where from where, where you draw the smoke? Mm-hmm. 
was there a hole big enough that you could place your mouth within it, or did you have to place the head of the penis in your mouth? Well, I think that's the idea, Nick. We're in the Castro in San Francisco. Okay, but it just seems a little unsanitary, <laughs> even for San Francisco. I know. The whole uh, thing was very unsanitary. Yeah, we didn't even know these people. We went up to their apartment to smoke a penis-shaped bong. Forgive me. Please carry yeah. on. I mean, so Man. I have not smoked a bong since high school, right? So I just dove right in, and I took a big hit off this bong. Not, it never, never, rem never remembering that um, pot is not like it was when I was in high school. Mm. Pot is now like an explosive compared to what it was. When I was in high school, it was like having a, a cup of green tea. Right. Now it's like, you know, you don't know if you're a person anymore. So I got uh, one hit, I had, off of one hit of from this bong, I got so high that I didn't, I didn't, I like, I didn't know if I was a person anymore. I didn't know what was, I, I just managed to say to Stephanie, we, I have to get out, I have to mm -hmm. go, we have to get out For of here. For a second you lied down on the bed, I was like, no, no. Oh, I can't. Did? Yeah, you just like lied, but <laughs> I was like, you don't oh, want to be in this no. dorm room. At some point bed. in there. It was there, like bunk beds, uh -huh, right? It was bunk beds. It may have been later, but at some point we spoke on the phone as well. That was once we got back to the hotel. Because mm -hmm. you were you were freaking out and. Well, no. So it was a whole thing. So I couldn't. Uh, she got me down the stairs somehow, which I don't even. I don't know how she did that because I I really couldn't Sleep figure well. out. Like it was almost like you have to be reminded to breathe. Like right. I couldn't move. And we got outside and I I like leaned against this wall. We called the cab. Leaned against this wall. And I wanted to sit down on the sidewalk, but she wouldn't let me. And we got, she got me up to the hotel. I don't remember that at all. She got me to the hotel and got me in the bed. And then I threw up. Mm -hmm. Barfed. I didn't intense. know you could barf from pot. And that's when I gave you the rose water, though. Do you remember that? Oh, well, I don't remember a lot, <laughs> but I kind of do remember the rose water, which is weird. <laughs> why would I, why would I would remember that? I'm not sure. It's helpful if Maybe you it was take too many bombs. barfing, and I felt right. a little better. I feel like Stephanie. Correct me if I'm wrong, but it seems like maybe you had dealt with someone previously mm. who had smoked too much pot. Yes, myself and others included. Mm. It really was a 24/7 lifestyle for me for a few years there. <laughs> I mean, I took a few hits off of this bong and still was able to <laughs> totally <fine>. get you <laughs> back. Um, but but now I've become a lot more sensitive. Like, I'll only take one puff of a joint. But there are a lot of stories that I've heard of people telling me about remembering how we hung out and I found a nug in my pocket right when everybody was trying to find weed. Mm. In some alley, I'm like, I don't know this story. You found <laughs> that's so funny it that happened. you're remembered for always having a nug, pot, a mm -hmm. nug. You know, that's so funny. Well, that I mean, for my own uh, career, we so precious. Like we forty dollars for a quarter bag of like Illinois ditch weed was so precious mm -hmm. to us that the fact that you could have a nug. That, that there was 
I think it's a, a sign of the times that pot became so much more prevalent that you could have enough that you could misplace a nugget of it and be like, oh, wow, there's more weed. <laughs> it just seems astonishing to me because we, everything we would like you knew every little grind into powder and smoke. And then we would like scrape all the resin mm -hmm. from our tools and smoke that. Yes. That's really, you know. That's, that's when you know. That's some broke ass <laughs> pot smoking. Wow, we cannot that. find a topic that's not just kind of depressing. I know. <laughs> <laughs> this is like freestyle resin slash puppy get, Let's get sad. Mm-hmm. Oh, there were happy times to the resin smoking days. Stinky though. Stinky for sure. All right. What's a what's a puppies have proven to not be a fail-safe topic for us. <laughs> So what else? I mean, rainbows? Does anybody have a gross, disgusting, depressing story about rainbows? No, but let's mm -hmm. maybe go the other direction. Like, let's talk about slaughterhouses. And, and find, like, that we're hysterically laughing. And, and yeah. If you take the S... together by the end. If you take the S off. You can't spell house. slaughterhouse without laughter. <laughs> <laughs> Finding the music you love shouldn't be hard. That's why Pandora makes it easy to explore all your favorites and discover new artists and genres you'll love. Enjoy a personalized listening experience simply by selecting any song or album, and we'll make a station crafted just for you. Best of all, you can listen for free. Download Pandora on the Apple App Store or Google Play and start hearing the soundtrack to your life. All right. Favorite road trip? Mmm. Nick? Favorite road trip, Nick. I mean, you and I have had some wonderful, idyllic road trips. You don't have to say that. <laughs> that uh, so in, ter in terms of, like, enjoyability, those those are the dreamy ones. Right, right. Mm -hmm. But those, yeah. when I hear the t term road trip, I think more uh, adventurous... And so when I was younger, there used to be this thing called drive-away cars where, by the way, if you're listening to this and you're considering having your automobile shipped across the country with a drive-away car service, pay heed to my tail. Instead of like putting it on a semi that would, let's say you're uh, stationed at an army base in San Diego, a Navy base, and you save up your money and you buy a car and you want to send it home to your home in Chicago, you uh, can pay a hefty fee to a company to put it on a semi and drive it to Chicago, or you can pay much less to a driveaway company where a driver drives it. Mm. Somebody, I got wind of these driveaway companies when I was a broke-ass theater guy in Chicago, and I wanted to get to LA to, for, to get up to some trouble, and you'd go into these companies and all you'd have to do is have a driver's license and give them $200 cash. And they give, they're like, okay, this is a, a Subaru. Um, you have to have it to San Francisco by this date, which is usually like three weeks or something. Oh. And that's it. And you're in charge of paying for gas. And I always just wondered, what is the deal? Like, what's the insurance policy? They wouldn't policy? want you to put like... 
fifty thousand miles in their car. No, but you could you could deviate from the route. So I did a few of these mm-hmm. back and forth from Chicago to L.A. Hmm. until finally the the penultimate one. I did one from San Francisco home to Manuka for Christmas without stopping because uh, the timing was such that I had to, like get to Christmas Eve. So it was a crazy double all nighter, coffee and weed and like. And I made it to, to Christmas and everybody, all, all my cousins in the know took me aside and were like, everyone knows you're completely fucking blatant. <laughs> like my, I, I was out of my head, my eyes were all red. <laughs> and then to get back to California, I got this drive away from Chicago and it was the dead of winter and I decided to go over the Rocky Mountains this time. And I was, it was two in the morning and uh, it was a very bright moonlit night and I was cranking probably the red hot chili peppers. And I, I remember thinking I should, I was on like a slowly curving highway and I thought I should probably slow down because there's, and just then I started to slide sideways and I slammed into this cliff face Oh. And it slid, I slid along the face of this cliff that was on the right side of the highway for, you know, 50 yards, came to a stop, got out and looked at the side of the car. And the, just the whole side of the car had been like uh, abraded against this rock face. Another cheery story. <laughs> but the car was still totally drivable. So I got in, drove it to L.A. and I was terrified. So I was like, what happens when you wreck the car? So I walk in and it was like two blocks from where my wood shop is now that I returned the car. Weird. And I turn in the thing and I said, uh, I hit some ice on the highway in Colorado. And the guy came out and looked at it and he was like, okay, well, so we keep your $200. And I was like, <laughs> uh, okay, so I can leave. <laughs> wow. And I, and I ran and decided never to do a driveway car. that was your favorite road trip? It was fun. <laughs> Sounds like a thrill, I guess. <laughs> Car accident, terrified, lost money. It was, and yet, the best ever. It was the least boring. No, well, it sounds pretty action-packed. I'll give you, mm-hmm. give you that. Uh, Steph, do you have a favorite? or? Yeah, it popped to my head while listening to your story, Nick. Um, but it is cheerier. It is cheerier. <laughs> it was leaving LA, so sort of the opposite. It was during pilot season, uh, shortly after I had moved here, so I was like 22, and super in my freewheeling stage of life at that point. And I went to some meditation circle um, after having like four pilot auditions, because it was pilot season. And I was just fed up with Los Angeles and all the uh, phony people. And at this meditation group, there was somebody who was a friend of somebody that I know from Austin who said that they were leaving in a van to go to Texas on a week-long trip in the morning at 7 a.m. And I was invited if I wanted to come. So I just said, fuck it, I'm doing it. And then I left which I, I got in a little bit of trouble with my representatives because I did get some callbacks for those things. Mm. I was like, I'm in a yogi van. It was like called the yogi van and they had like painted 
mantras on it. <laughs> <laughs> and we went to the desert, and then we went to um, Sedona, to the vortexes, and then we went to Taos and stayed with this really sweet family that had like a, it was basically like a commune trip, and we would chant at gas stations and in the gas stations, <laughs> which makes me a little nervous now, but- To um, pay for gas? To, well, yeah. no, to just bring to a lot bless of joy the people and light. Yeah. at the pumps. Everywhere, oh. blessing the people. Haven't you ever chanted at a gas station before? <laughs> I've, I'm... <laughs> I've um, not. So it was, <clears throat> it's a good time to look back on though the the willingness to be that committed to just being joyful and light. And uh, now I feel like a little more cautious in terms of I wouldn't really want to be with these people I didn't know in a van <laughs> driving to meet people I didn't know. But it was great and it felt very um, pure. So it's a good time to look back on. I love that when I said favorite road trip. It took you until halfway through Nick's story to remember that. <laughs> like that would be the only thing I would think of for the rest of my life. Mm. Um, I drove from upstate New York to Oklahoma City with my parents when I was 29, I think. Uh, my father had been doing a summer repertory, summer theater, like a rep company. He did a couple shows in the Catskills. And my mom and I went to see him in one of the shows at the end of the season. And then we drove back together. And um, I had had a fling with a guy who was in the play with my father, who was like a 28 year old, 27 or 28 year old guy. You had a, sorry, the, the fling happened while you were there? Yeah, I met him. I don't, I met him. I was only there for like three or four days. Okay. Wow. I worked fast. Yeah. Of course, it took you like six months <laughs> to get to the puss. But some people had a, had an all, had a easy pass. Um, so. Fast pass. A what? A fast pass. Fast pass. Lifelong. It's okay. Um. I knew I didn't want to marry him. Hey, guess what? He's not on the motherfucking that's podcast. Right. <laughs> He's not in this bed, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, I'm not wearing his wedding ring. Um, all right, so what happened? Yeah, so we had sex in a boathouse, right? Goddamn. So, uh... <laughs> Let me put this pillow over, over my midsection. <laughs> Go on. Can you describe, was it a wooden boat? It was a wooden boathouse. Oh, oh, fuck, yeah. So. 18-footer? We left the next morning. Uh, we drove out, probably at 6 in the morning, if I remember my father correctly. And um, we drove to the first city. I don't remember what it was. And we were all sharing one room, which is pretty crazy when you consider that I was 29 years old and I yeah. had to sleep in a bed with my mom and my dad was in the other bed. My parents had been divorced for- Even that they shared a room. 11 years at yeah. that point. So, and then I laid down to go to sleep in the middle of the night. I was, went, got to go to the bathroom and I was like, oh, really itchy. Mm -mm. Well, oh. had crabs. I had crabs mm -hmm. on my 
pubis. So I didn't know what crabs were, but I, I was seeing them. No. And so I, I, I guess I waited till the morning and I told my mom and she was like, oh no. She probably laughed because that was my mom. Like that was pretty funny. And um, she made my dad go out and get some crab stuff. What? And so I put it on and I did the whole thing. This was when it was completely would have been unheard of to shave. Mm. So I had to just like comb through because you would never have shaved. It wasn't even on the table. Yeah, like you wouldn't even have thought of it. You got me back. It's like that going. is permanent. This is permanent hair. Boat. It doesn't, it's impervious to a razor. Boathouse bush comb. Keep it up. So Keep it going. I thought I got it from the sh the, they were staying at a pretty shitty place. I thought I got it from the sheets oh, in yeah. this room. Oh. But then, of course, in retrospect, I realized I had just the night before had sex in a boathouse. <laughs> okay, so mystery solved. So then the next day, or I don't know how long it takes to get places. Maybe it was a day later. We end up in Memphis, and mo my mom and I wanted to go to Graceland, and my father thought we were ridiculous, so he didn't go. And my mom didn't know anything about Elvis Presley at all, nothing. Couldn't have cared less about Elvis Presley. And by the end of the tour, my mom was sobbing on Elvis's gravestone. Oh my God. Sobbing. To the point where I was at the bus and I, they were like, where's your mother? I was like, I, she's grieving. And I had to run back and get her. She didn't even know who he was when we walked in. So that was a good road trip. He's the king. Yeah, well, he was so, the king once she found out. I mean, I, I, I would argue that ranks up with ours as uh, not not what you would imagine as a favorite road trip. Yes, I guess most memorable is yeah. what we've all described. Slafter House. But that could be the favorite too. Favorite road trip. It's yeah. I mean, it's action packed. Yeah. It's and a, it's yeah. a Graceland. Yours would make and a I great do, book. I feel like I need to say that I then got crabs a second time. Oh, gosh. Crabs are not... At Graceland? That's not... No. Crabs are not a cute thing to have. Never no, had them. Have you no. ever had them? I've never had have crabs. Have you ever had them? It's really gross. But the second time I got it, I had gone to see somebody speak and I was sitting on the rug in their living room no. and I was wearing shorts and the little crabs got in. They, the, the the, they had a big dog. Mm. They were holding an event in their living room. Somebody was speaking and they had a big dog. Another and I circle. went home and I, because I wasn't, I wasn't having sex in a boathouse at that point. So there, there was not that excuse. I didn't get it from another person. Uh, and then there they were. So we're we talking like sailboat or Chris Craft, like Lake Cruiser, rowboat. What was in the boathouse? <laughs> um, Lap straight. I don't know if there was a boat docked in there at that moment. I hate to disappoint you. Mm. It's just the water lapping up against the wooden uh, dock. Yeah, you got me back. Okay. <laughs> thought that that might do it. <laughs> I could leave if I need to. Yeah, that's okay. I know. <laughs> a little awkward. But Nick, I, I notice Nick has graduated down to a, a bench that's at the foot of our desk. <laughs> so he's gotten to, he hasn't done this in any of the other podcasts. Oh. He's gotten a little uh, cowed by the, we haven't had a, 
it's a lot of women. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, actually, my arm just fell asleep. So oh. I was mm. like it again. Interesting. Okay. Well, I think that that concludes our really pretty invigorating freestyle episode. More to come. And uh, thank you to our sidekick, Stephanie Hunt. And if you'd like to check out Stephanie and my music making magic, you can go to nancyandbeth.com and you can hear us sing. You can watch our music videos. You can do all kinds of things. See some pictures. We're naked on our first record cover. Mm -hmm. I highly recommend the music and the videos and the record cover. I mean, it's about covers it. Yeah. And the live shows. The live shows are the best. Yeah. They are the best. All right. Thank you to Nick Offerman, star of In Bed with Megan and Nick. Thanks for having me. Thank you to Megan Mullally, a featured performer on In Bed with Megan and Nick. <laughs> and thank you to beloved sidekick, Stephanie Hunt. Good night. Bed with Nick and Megan is an Earwolf production. It's produced by Megan Mullally, Kevin Bartelt, and Michael Landry. Executive produced by Colin Anderson and Chris Bannon. Music by Nancy and Beth, which can be found at www.nancyandbeth.com. If you enjoyed In Bed with Nick and Megan, make sure to rate it and review the show on Apple Podcasts. Finding the music you love shouldn't be hard. That's why Pandora makes it easy to explore all your favorites and discover new artists and genres you'll love. Enjoy a personalized listening experience simply by selecting any song or album, and we'll make a station crafted just for you. Best of all, you can listen for free. Download Pandora on the Apple App Store or Google Play and start hearing the soundtrack to your life. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves... Feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories. But your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home.